Today, the edition of Atlanta Discourse is here again. This is our second episode in the series. My name is Ade Balogo. I'm your host and anchor. And today, we're going to be talking about the importance of the COVID-19 vaccine. As you know, on Atlantic Discourse, we embrace humanity and we try to disseminate positive news in the world filled with very bad news. We give a voice to the unheard, balance the information equation, discuss the facts wherever it leads. Uh, we are trying to combine the best of all races to get the best out of mankind, serving as a bridge between the developing and the developed world, embracing our politics, IT, health, and faith-based issues, we won't run away from the fact every time. So that's why today we're talking about the COVID-19 vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccination, the, its importance and its relevance to the world because there's a surge right now. Now, the facts as we know it, in the United States of America, we have over 600,000 people dead as a result of the COVID-19. And uh, right now, we have 48.8% of the po overall population vaccinated. Uh, the percentage of people that have gotten one shot or two in the overall population is about 69%. One out of every new cases right of one out of every five new cases right now is within the Florida state axis. So like the president said at the town hall yesterday, he was very clear. He said, 12-year-olds will soon start getting vaccinated any moment from now. And he calls the current surge as uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Currently, the White House is also holding preliminary discussion with the CDC to revise the mask protocol for even the vaccinated. Worldwide, there's an alarming surge in the coronavirus case. The health experts say the key factors in this latest wave is the highly contagious Delta variant. Now, the Delta variant is spreading about 55% faster than the Alpha strain. That was the first identified in uh, that was first identified in the United Kingdom late last year, according to the WHO. That's the World Health Organization. And the strain spread about 50% faster than the version that first began infecting people in late 2019. We should think about the Delta variant as the 20, 2020 version of COVID-19 on steroids. It's in a hurry. That's what Andy Slavit said. Andy Slavit is a former senior advisor to Joe Biden. He's uh, a specialist in this regard. He just resigned after helping find a balance to the country's response to the coronavirus. He said it is rapidly becoming a dominant variant, overwhelming the country's healthcare system. It was identified in the UK soon after. This is the most contagious version of the virus we have seen throughout the whole pandemic. That was uh, from Professor Ashish Jha, the Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health. Okay, now, the Delta variant is spreading to all 50 states. The first case in the United States was identified in March, and by early July, it made up more than half of the cases tested in the country. It now makes up 83% of U.S. cases, according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. This is a dramatic increase from up to about 50% of the week from July 3rd. That's according to CDC Director Dr. Rosia Walensky. She said in a Senate committee hearing recently, I think that was even on Tuesday, 
the Delta variant has been found in 50 states. She was very emphatic on that. That's behind a surge mainly among unvaccinated people. That's the key word there. The surge is among unvaccinated people. The average of new daily cases this week is up 55% from last week, with cases rising in 46 states as of Tuesday this week. That's just uh, two days back, 48 hours ago. According to data from John Hopkins, buttressing what I just said, hospitalization are also up 52% over the past 14 days. Now, this trend continues to spread. How is this virus spreading so rapidly? One study suggests that the Delta variant may transmit faster than other strains because it takes more copies of itself inside our body at a faster rate. So these are information we're going to share later today. When scientists in China compared dozens of cases of Delta to strains from earlier on in the pandemic, they find that patients with Delta variant had viral loads that were 1,260,000 times higher. There's so much more virus around some have been named, some unnamed. But people who are infected have much higher viral load. But even short periods of time, five minutes, seven minutes, you don't even have to be within six feet. That's also according to Professor Ashija of the Brown University. For people who are unvaccinated, they are getting infected with much more shorter exposure. The vaccine available in the United States, in the United States proven to be effective against the Delta variant. Although there are breakthrough cases, people who are fully vaccinated rarely become very sick. But less than half of the U.S. population is fully vaccinated, according to the CDC data. I said that much earlier, 48.8%. And the CDC is warning of pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's what the president, also the president Joe Biden said yesterday. If you're unvaccinated, you are at a great risk now. That's from the Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Muti. And you should take measures if you're unvaccinated, like masking, distancing, avoiding indoor gathering. More than 97% of people getting hospitalized in the COVID-19 now are unvaccinated. And that's also according to Dr. Walensky. And 99.5% of deaths are among the unvaccinated. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Muti confirmed that. Getting people vaccinated as quickly as possible, Muti said, is our fastest and most effective way out of the pandemic. So Atlantic discourse, we embrace humanity and we disseminate positive news in the world filled with bad news. So today we have our friend in-house, Dr. Wasiu Adisa. Dr. Wasiu Adisa has been in practice for 14 years. His area of specialty is emergency medicine and is with the Piedmont Hospital in Fayetteville. Welcome, Dr. Adisa, to Atlanta Discourse. Good day. It's nice to have you. Uh, it's nice to be on the podcast with you uh, and to have this um, important discussion concerning uh, the state of our health, COVID-19, and um, vaccination. Thank you, doctor. So let's cut the chase and hit the ground running. I have tons and tons of questions here for you, but okay. we're going to try and pick on the relevant one and the one that might apply today. Uh, there'll be questions that will take us a year back into COVID or further, you know, but let's do what we have to do. So the first question I have for you is this. Uh, I have already had COVID-19, okay? This someone said this question that I've already been a victim of COVID-19. I've recovered from it. Should I still be vaccinated, Doc? The simple answer to that question is yes. And let me tell you why. Um, COVID-19 is a relatively new disease and we are learning a lot more day by day. So at this moment, uh, we don't know how long the 
immunity that you've developed will last. You know, the body has a way to develop immunity when you get sick. So, and this is what protects you from getting sick again. So since we don't know how long that immunity will last, it is important to have additional protection. And that will come in the form of vaccination. So I encourage everybody, if you've had the disease and you've fully recovered from COVID-19, it is important that you get vaccinated as well. All right, thank you for that information because it's very important. If you get vaccinated, can you still contact the virus, Doc? Um, So the vaccination definitely is effective and it will provide protection. Uh, And what the vaccination does is allows anyone who's vaccinated to mount a good immune response to a disease like COVID-19. It's not a cure for COVID-19. So you could still be exposed. However, you will be able to fight the disease a lot better, a lot easier. So yes, you could still contract the disease if you get exposed, even though you're vaccinated. So it is important continue to practice those common sense instruction that we give people. Yes, you are free to go around. You're, you've been asked, the, uh, the CDC have recommended that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks, you don't have to do this, um, but make sure that you get vaccinated, make sure you protect yourself, make sure you take off your family um, before you go around and move freely in a community that you could potentially bring something back to your house. Well, and the simple answer is yes, you could still get the disease if you are vaccinated. All right, fantastic. Okay, what is the meaning of herd immunity? We hear herd immunity, herd immunity. A lot of us don't understand. I mean, I've <laughs> to read about it. I understand it a bit, but I just need clarity from you. So herd immunity is, um, and basically what it means is that um, a number, uh, it's when a large portion of a community, which is the herd part, becomes immune to a disease. And the whole purpose of that is it makes the spread of the disease from person to person less likely. So in the case of COVID-19, we need a large number of people to receive the vaccine, okay, in order for us to have herd immunity. Herd immunity could also be accomplished with those who've had the disease already. But combined, I think for COVID-19, we need a threshold of 60 to 70% of our population to have either had the disease or have been vaccinated. And based on the research that you quoted earlier, I think you said less than 49% of our country uh, has been vaccinated fully. So we have a long way to go. We have more work to be done. Uh, I would like those who are listening to us to make sure if you're not vaccinated, please contact your local vaccination site and get in line and get your vaccine. All right. I think the other statistics I can add there is that 69% of the entire American population have received at least one shot. Yeah. 
So that those forty-eight point eight falls under that sixty-nine. So we're not yeah. too 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 far away, but we can do better than we're we're doing. Oh, most okay. definitely, so, most definitely. All right. So, quick one, another fantastic one. This one I'm really interested in. This is that what are the most common side effects after vaccination? In my case, a week after I got the first one, I, I did I, I got Pfizer, and okay. I didn't react to the first one. But the second one, a week after, I was still. I mean, it took me roughly ten days to get out of it. So the wow. question is, what are the common side effects after vaccination? Are they normal? What uh, what are the reasons for those effects, Doc? Okay, so you know everybody reacts differently. Like in your case, you have no reaction to the first time, but the second shot you had um, ten days of illness. Uh, in my case, I received both vaccination, and all I had was just um, irritation at the injection site. So, and I had no other symptoms. So everybody is different. How you respond to the vaccination will be different some people have no symptoms at all and then you will have people that will have some swelling and redness at the site of injection some people will have fever some people will have headaches tiredness muscle pain they will feel nauseous and they will have chills and some people will have a combination of any one of those and those are pretty much mild reactions this is a reaction that you could take some acetaminophen or Tylenol or ibuprofen to help with the headache, to help with the body aches. You could do some hydration to help with the weakness and the fatigue. And if you're feeling tired, you can just rest a little bit more. But all of the symptoms are short-lived. You will get better, it goes away, and you'll feel like a million dollars. So that is great because it's important to know that these reactions are very minimum if you get vaccinated. Nothing to worry about. There are some reported severe reactions uh, like anaphylaxis, which is a very bad allergic reaction. And if it, this is something that anybody experienced, uh, they should report to their primary care provider or go to their local emergency room to receive treatment for this reaction. Some people will have hives, they will have difficulty breathing, and they will start um, itching, like it's just itching at the site. If this is what you are experiencing, report to your doctor, report to the emergency room for them to take a look at you. Uh, these are things that could be treated. And as we all know, when Johnson & Johnson came out with their vaccine, there was reported of blood clot with low platelet count and some people and it was reported that seven out of one million people were experiencing this side effect and it was pretty much noted in women less than 80 i'm sorry less than 50 years old so this is pretty much it so you could go from no reaction to something very mild or something very serious the good thing is that this is all things that can be taken care of the risk of getting the disease, okay, really, really outweighs, okay, it, it's, it's just bad. Don't get the disease, go for the vaccine. It is more beneficial that we get vaccinated than take a chance on getting the disease. Oh, thank you very much, doctor. But that, that leads me to the next question, right? Okay, 
Should we have a preference on which of the vaccines we take? That's between Moderna, Pfizer, and uh-huh. Johnson & Johnson. Because I know in the United States, we only have Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Other, yeah, there'll be people listening to you all over the world, though. So there's some countries, they have AstraZeneca, and what have you. So now, should we have a preference on which of the vaccines we, we take? Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, or whichever one. Can you please explain to us? Sure. So I think um, as far as the vaccination is concerned, all of them are effective. All of them, the Pfizer, the Moderna, and the Johnson & Johnson have proven to be effective and they fight all strength as of right now, all the variants of the COVID-19 viruses. So let me just say that off the bat. Now, when it comes to which one is appropriate for you, it all depends. We know that the Pfizer vaccine is good for anyone age 12 and up. We know that the Moderna is good for anyone ages 18 and up. And we know that the Johnson & Johnson are good for anyone 18 and up. Now, if you are a female and you are between the age of 18 and 50, you might want to shy away from Johnson & Johnson because of the reported side effects, the blood clots and the low platelet count. And if you are between the age of 12 and 18 and you want to get vaccinated, you might want to consider Pfizer since that is the only one that is approved for that age group. But as far as anybody else is concerned, any one of those vaccines will be appropriate for you. If you like to get one shot, that's Johnson & Johnson. If you don't mind getting two shots, and all depends on your time frame, Moderna shots are two, 21 days apart, I'm sorry, 28 days apart, and Pfizer shots are two, 21 days apart. So look at your schedule, look at your preference, look at your age, see which one you wanna take, but any one of those, I believe, are good for you. You should be able to take any one of them, whatever is available in your area. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have any information on AstraZeneca, especially for people in Africa that listen to you? Because a lot of uh, Africans are taking the AstraZeneca right now, the vaccine. Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, I will have to take a look into that research. Uh, it's not something that I use here in the United States um, that I'm fully versed in, but I'd be happy to come back and discuss that um, at a later time. All right, no problem. Okay, one other one with vaccine. I know a lot of people during the COVID-19 era, when it first came out, they said uh, they took lime, hot water, hydrochloroquine, <laughs> all that, blah, blah, blah. Doc. Do, do those things do they really work? I mean, do, do, do you need hot water to to avoid COVID? Do you you know? Can you give us a medical insight on that? So, um, based on what I know, uh, and based on how I know the virus affects the body, I know that the true way to avoid getting the disease, if you don't have access to vaccination, is social distance make sure you push on your mask and make sure you clean your hands very frequently. Those three methods have proven to have helped and prevent the spread of disease in most people. That I do know. And I do know that vaccination that has been approved 
um, are helping people um, get back to normal life. Now, when it comes to hydrochloroquine and it comes to those other medications that are out there um, that are not recommended, um, they don't really do the job um, for me. Um, I've looked at some research, I've done some studies on this, um, and they are just stuff that people are trying to see if it works, but they are not antiviral medications. It is not effective against a COVID-19 virus infection. So things like hot water, um, those other things, they don't really help cure the disease. They don't prevent the disease. Uh, they don't help boost the immunity. Uh, I think that we should just stay with the research that is proven um, and we should take off our body based on what information is working. Thank you very much, Dr. Adisa. Now, Will there be a need for a second vaccination? I mean, for those of us that have received the first one, will there be a need? So that's future? a very good question. That's a very good question. And as of right now, uh, I said earlier that this is a new virus. Um, so we are learning a lot as we go on. Uh, so with the vaccination, there's still research going on. So I haven't heard if there's gonna be a need as of this moment for a second booster. But I suspect that there will be, but my suspect is just based on what I'm thinking. Um, but I haven't seen the research. I haven't heard anything coming out of the CDC or coming out of the drug company that there will be a booster right now. I just suspect that there will be. Um, and as I said, we are learning each and every day how this virus works, how the vaccine works. So there are people working right now gathering the data to see if that is going to be necessary. So let's keep our ears open uh, and see what comes out, comes out and down the pipeline. So in other words, it's not impossible that we will have a second vaccination? It's not impossible. Right, uh, but you. let's keep our ears open. Let's see what happens. Okay. Now, this, this, this next question has to do with what's really happening right now, okay? People are saying there are multiple variants out there apart from yeah. the Delta. Okay, can you give us an insight into those other variants and strategically we want to know more about the Delta variant and we also want to know about all the other variants that there. We know we started from the Alpha strain, now the Delta is here and all that. So can you give us uh, an overview foundationally and enlighten our, sure. our listeners? Uh, yeah, you, have, you can take your time on this, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will do my best on this one. Uh, I'm not a virology person but I do my best. So we know that the COVID virus the, the, is a spike protein virus. So when, it come, when we talk about different variants, we're talking about changes uh, or mutation on the spike protein of the COVID-19 virus. So that's what we're talking about. So when we had the alpha variant, this was discovered in Southern England in the year 2020. That's when it was first detected. And I'm thinking that alpha means that this was the first variant that was discovered. And then we had the beta variant that was first appeared in South Africa, uh, according to John Apstein. And then we had the gamma variant, uh, which was detected in January, 2021 in the United States. 
Um, so, like I said, these are changes on the spike protein of the COVID-19 virus. The Delta virus was initially discovered in India in December 2020, uh, and it has spread like wildfire to um, just about everywhere in the world. Uh, it, when it came to the United States, uh, it just spread to all 50. Uh, and it has become, just according to the research you said earlier, it's become one of the major variants uh, causing havoc and disease in our country. I just want to say this, that the vaccination that we are receiving is effective against all variants right now. So it's important that our people know that. It's important that people know that regardless of the variant, get vaccinated, once you're vaccinated, you will be protected against any one of these variants. Uh, and I think the last variant I'm hearing, I believe they discovered the first one in Texas, I believe, is a Lambda variant. Um, and I think that was sometimes this month. Uh, this is a variant that is coming out of Peru uh, in South America. Uh, but irregardless what the variant is, um, people need to know that the vaccination is effective get out there, go get vaccinated. We have options. We're not, you don't have to stick to one. Uh, you're not uh, entitled to just get one. If you get the Pfizer, make sure your second dose will be Pfizer. If you get Moderna, make sure your second dose is Moderna. And if you want the one shot Johnson & Johnson, take the Johnson & Johnson. But all of them are effective against all the various variants that we have out there. Thank you very much, Dr. Adisa. I mean, this is most rewarding. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening will have learned 18 or two. The facts are there. We need to get vaccinated. So uh, do you have a message for all your listeners across the world? You know, do you have anything that you want to tell them? Any advice vis-a-vis -vis COVID-19 and uh, the ensuing uh, spike as a um, final parting shot? Yeah. Um, what I want to say to everybody is, um, you know, um, as I know, the, the world have experienced a major pandemic. We never anticipated that we will, but here we are dealing with this. And I want to say that we have really come a long way in handling it. Some of us have lost family members. Uh, some of us have experienced the disease. Some of us are experiencing pain and discomfort. Uh, we might not be able to go back to work. We might not be able to enjoy the things that we normally did. But we have definitely come a long way. Science has proven over and over again that the medicines that we come up with works. I want people to trust the science. I want people to trust the research. I want people to get in line, go get vaccinated. I want people to put away all the other nonsense that are coming through the airway that is not proven to be working. Uh, I want people to practice common sense hygiene. So if you're in a crowded area, put on your face mask. Uh, if your hands are dirty, wash your hands. If you feel comfortable uh, with social distance, practice social distance. Um, because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we don't get the disease. We want to protect ourselves, number one, protect our family, protect our loved ones, and protect our community. So if we do all of this, uh, we would definitely beat COVID-19. 
And that is the goal that I want everybody to have. Let's get ahead of this. Let us achieve herd immunity together, get vaccinated uh, for a healthier tomorrow. Thank you very much, Dr. Adisa. Thank You're you for welcome, creating sir. time. Yeah, thank you for creating time and uh, giving us all the insight we need to know. So we will not hesitate to call you again if the need arise. So thank you once again. So these are the facts. Okay. These are the facts. Get vaccinated, save your family and save a nation. Join us next week Friday for another topic that affects humanity. My name is Adi Balogun and I remain your anchor for Atlantic Discourse. We follow the facts.